Hello everyone, I wanted to do a quick intro before I started the podcast episode officially. I wanted to give you a little rundown of what today's episode is going to be about. My friend Sophia has joined me on this podcast, she's a guest on here, and we're really going to be talking in depth about our friendship. We're going to be very, very vulnerable about what we've been through and talk about the ugly things that we've done to each other and just be super vulnerable about our story because we're hoping to help you feel less alone and hopefully give you hope that if you've gone through anything with your friendships that nothing's short of being recovered. It takes two people that are willing to forgive and talk through the hard conversations and really what it takes to be a friend. Of course, we don't know everything. This is just what we have learned thus far because friendships in your 20s is honestly just such a hard thing. And we're really just going to give you some insight on what we've learned so far and hopefully that there's little nuggets in there that can help you. And we're also going to be talking in depth on how to recover from relationships where you've hurt each other and so many different things that we're going to be talking about. But either way, I just wanted to thank you all for being here and give you an official little intro before I start the podcast. But I'm so excited to have you here. I hope that you're all doing well. And yeah. I guess grab a cup of joe, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the episode. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to Mindfully Minding My Business. This week, I have a guest on. We've been cackling for a good minute before we started this podcast, so trying to recoup and regain our composure it's gonna be really hard for me not to look at myself i keep finding myself looking at myself instead of at the camera so uh yes this is my friend sophia she's actually been on i think in a podcast in january was it it's a while ago yeah february? january february one of those um do you want to introduce yourself talk about anything what you do i'm sophia i've been on the podcast before i do social media stuff um and i have my own podcast but that's not coming out till august so that slays um but yeah kind of just hanging out that's kind of soon kind of soon but yeah so and i blocked her for a year (laughs) (laughs) what a way to begin so we're gonna get into that we're gonna be talking about friendships in your 20s my straw in my face is gonna bug me until the day i die um We're going to just be talking about friendships in your 20s. As you guys know, the last episode that I just recorded last week, I'm really trying to take this in a direction where we're just hanging out. I'm on my couch. I'm in my PJs. We're just chilling, having a conversation. We have nothing planned to talk about. So we're just also going to wing it because I think we have a lot to say about this topic, specifically for what we've been through. Uh, Do you want to start out by just talking about what happened? With us? Yeah. Like, just give the story? (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like that's probably a good place to start, just because it gives our history and why we actually have something to say about this topic. Mm -hmm. We have a very strange friendship. I don't think I've ever had a friendship like this before that has gone through the level of, like, traumatic turmoil. (laughs) Right. And then actually been, like, okay to be friends again, Mm -hmm. Um, which did obviously take a lot of work. But, yeah. It's a very interesting story. So, essentially... I'm not going to give the long version because it would probably take a while. (laughs) Um, But there was a lot of pressure on our friendship from the get-go. We met at church. Um, We were both on the worship team together. We were both in toxic headspaces when we became friends. That's to put it lightly. (laughs) Um, Our therapist (laughs) at the time. (laughs) We had the same... It got real dark. It did. (laughs) It's like God was like, they're talking about the doom. She Not blocked her. Boom. <laughs> he said, "Let me, let me lower the lighting. For <laughs> let me set the mood." <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So basically, we were in a toxic environment. We were seeing the same therapist, and that's a whole other time. That's a whole other story where she like was really manipulating. Both of our lives in a lot of ways. She just was not a good person. Um, She manipulated our friendship in a lot of ways. There was just some weird stuff happening with that. Yeah, so it's basically like there was a lot of strain and a lot of uh, pressure on our relationship because of 
a lot of different responsibilities that both of us had as individuals and a lot of people that we were influencing below us. We both have a lot of church trauma. If you didn't catch that. I'm still working through. I don't even know what to say or how to say things. That's why we're talking about it. We had a lot of pressure on our friendship to, we were responsible for a lot of people that were beneath us and we were responsible for maintaining people's above us image. Yes. Also. Yes. And I think that there was a lot of different pressures because of what we went through with the specific therapist. It, it's something that you can't even explain. If you've seen Hunger Games and you saw PETA against Katniss, it was kind of that vibe. Like our therapist was, it was the weirdest thing in the entire world. I don't even know how to There's no it. way to explain it. Basically, take from this that we had a very weird, <laughs> like, beginning of a friendship. Like, we went from, like, just knowing each other casually at church to all very of a casually. sudden. Very casual. Like, we were on the worship team together. She was, like, in charge of all the worship team stuff. I came in and, like, I we became friends. But then there was, like, all these other pressures. I started working for the church. Then she started working for the church. We were both working there. And the people above us didn't love that we were really trying to not be people pleasers. Really trying to be, like, be actual. Like, be healthy, confident individuals. And I don't even think it was, like, a conscious thing. I think they just started seeing, like that we're kind of putting things together and trying to be healthy. Here's the thing. If you are functioning in an environment where you're not even aware that you're unhealthy and other people won't be aware that you're unhealthy either, if this is just who you've presented yourself to be, when you're in an environment where they rely on you heavily on the unhealthy version of yourself, it's going to be very difficult when you do become healthy and start to change and start doing things with boundaries or have things in place that will help you become a healthier human being and help you reach your highest potential. We never will, but in general, when you're trying to work towards being living a more meaningful life and becoming healthy in an environment where you've been the same this whole entire time and they've relied heavily on you being unhealthy, like the unhealthy version of yourself, it is very very difficult to change within that environment and it's like everyone usually does celebrate and say like yeah like get healthy go to therapy do your thing but when you actually start to change and actually start to want better for yourself it's going to become inconvenient to those people it's going to become like you're you're changing you're simply going to start saying no you're going to start putting boundaries up so you can be a little bit more healthy so you can become full and not be running on e or different things like that So I think both of us were trying to do that simultaneously at the same time. And there's nothing wrong with that. We were trying to encourage each other. But because of the pressures that we had and the influence we had on so many people at that time, it looked as if we were... God, I don't even know if... I don't even know how to to say all of this. I think it's one of the things that it's like... We were questioning the systems that we have built within us. It's like the systems that we've grown up with. The systems, the way of thinking, the pattern of thinking, the different vocabulary words... All these different types of things. And you've grown up in the church. I never really knew God or anything like that until I went to this place. And that's all I knew. And so I think my world started getting really shaken up at that time. So we both decided instead of causing a ruckus or anything like that, or instead of trying to fight for each other, it's one of those things where we just kind of decided to do what was better for everyone else around us and to forfeit our friendship. Right. So this is where we pick up where I blocked her for a year. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! And this is just recent. Like, this is is all kind of recent. Yeah, we've been friends again for like seven months. So, I mean recent, but... Recent-ish, yeah. This is where we get to the part where it's like, I... Okay, so we did a lot of things with our... After all that French... I can't figure out where I'm going. So after we went through all of that stuff we did start kind of hanging out and it was more of like business you did your business i did my business we were doing a lot of the same things still and i think because it's like we almost weren't allowed to be the fullest version of ourselves within that environment or within the responsibilities that we had we didn't know how to celebrate each other either right i think you more than me knew how to celebrate me more but so it, this is the this is the funny 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 thing. So I got this podcast tapestry. Okay, <laughs> you don't have to out yourself. If so you don't much want shame. To. No, but this is this <laughs> I is don't the care. whole point. 
the whole point is that you can literally sacrifice a friendship over something so stupid. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. So I got this tapestry. <laughs> this is, we're letting it all hang out in this podcast, okay? It's mindfully minding my business. I'm going to lay all my business out, but we're going to mindfully mind our business about it. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, I ordered this podcast tapestry and she was like, so cute. Love it. And I was like, here's the link. <laughs> Sent her the link. Sent her the link to it. Next thing you know, she gets that same tapestry with her own name, her own podcast name at the time. And there was something inside of me that started going wild. I went rogue. (laughs) It was simmering inside of me ever since I sent the link, basically. It was just like one of those things where I just kind of felt like no one was letting me be myself. So Anyone that tried to take something that's mine, you didn't even try to take it. I sent it to her. This is my point. But I was not really allowed to be the fullest version of myself without thinking about how I was going to basically doom all of these people by being me. Right. And it's like I'm suppressing who I am as a person because I'm so afraid that I'm just going to like ruin all these people's lives by just being myself. So I put up all these like limits. I can't do this. Can't do that. So when there was one thing where someone did something similar to me or if something like that happened, I kind of lost my marbles because I had very few things that I had that were just mine because everything was just so controlled. Every, my, my attitude, the way that I was, like the way that I acted, it felt like I needed, I had to have, there were so many opinions in my life that I didn't actually know how to think for myself. So probably a month, I don't know, maybe a month went by before I actually said something. I started distancing myself a little bit, which she picked up on. And this happened over Snapchat too, which is pathetic. <laughs> but <laughs> we're, we're adults, like full-fledged adults at this time. <laughs> like full-on adults. We're not in high school. We're basically we were, I, was, I was 20. Okay, I was 23 because I'm almost 25. This was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, it was. But anyway, she starts picking up on my distance. And I'm going through a lot at this time. I just got married. There was a lot of things going on. I was, we were both quitting our our jobs at this church at the time. There was so much going on. Long story short, she's like, hey, like, is there anything that I've done? Being a great friend, trying to communicate with me, trying to communicate. And if there's anything I love more, it's communication. Communa freaking Kate. Love that. I think it had been a couple of days since I've like talked to you. Like yeah. I had like really put up some distance because I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know how to say anything. I felt like I was going to constantly say something wrong. Like every inch of my life felt like it was being consumed by what other people wanted me to act and be like. At this time, it was like the peak of it all. And I just basically snapchatted her back and I was like, hey, I kind of feel like you're copying me. I kind of feel like you're taking my things and I just kind of like not in a mean way. There was it was I wasn't being vicious or anything like that, but I was just basically was projecting everything that I felt from other people controlling my life and trying to make me be a certain person or act a certain way or say the right things or not be a human and make mistakes. And I was almost projecting those onto her and saying like she's not letting me be myself she's not letting me be my unique authentic self and instead of confronting the people that I should have confronted at the time I have since done that but at the time I just put it on her instead and I basically was just like you're you're copying me you're stripping me from my individuality basically not those words but that's essentially what I was basically putting on her and how did that make you feel (laughs) um (laughs) you say your side (laughs) I mean, like, looking at it from the outside as somebody who is creative, I can see how, like, if somebody rolls up with, like, the same thing or whatever, I think I was, I I would understand that feeling. I think I was just really taken back because I was like, whoa, like, you never gave any- left. Yeah, like, I was like, you you never gave any inclination that this bothered you. Like, you sent me the link. I did not think at all that this would have, like, triggered you or made you feel that way. Like, I never would have done it if, if that had been the case, like, whatever. And so I was just, like, I felt- I felt like I needed to defend myself without like a real reason to like I was kind of like I I did not mean to do this at all like obviously like you know creatives are really similar in a lot of ways but also super different like the stuff we were doing was similar but very different like end results and goals Mm -hmm. um and so for me I was like whoa I was like that was never the intention like I'm so sorry but I also on my end was going through 
a lot of rejection, a lot of like, I was working through like a lot of struggles in my personal like relationship. I was leaving the church job at the same time. Like I was just going through all this other stuff. So when this happened, it was like, it went far past just like a, like, you know, like a little like friendship spat of like, oh, you're copying me, whatever. It, I took it as like a, okay, I'm not just losing everybody from this church family. I'm not just losing like all my friends. I'm also losing the one person that I thought like was going to be with me the whole time. And it, we had been through so much at that point that I was just like, I can't do it anymore. So I just was like, yo, I need space. Yeah. And we didn't talk for a year. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I kept, that was like that day that happened and you were like, listen, I need time. And then I literally was like, I think even in my Snapchats, I started videotaping myself because I wanted you to hear me saying it and not like just a text. So I felt like I needed to like explain more, but like the more I explained, I think the more damage that I did because it was so skewed and such a messed up perspective to start with that even me explaining myself or trying to recover the pieces that I just basically obliterated was doing more damage, more harm than good. And I also think the way that it was done, like it was, again, it was over Snapchat. So like, I wasn't expecting like Yeah, you videos. said, hey, how are you? Check in with you. And I'm like, <laughs> you suck. And I in no way, I'm like, Lexi sucks. She did all of this. Like, I'm, we're just talking through like the circumstance. Like what this exactly? Is what happened. This is this what is happened. literally what happened. Um, and there was, oh my God, did I just break my clip? No, it's oh, okay. No. It's okay. I, I can fix it. It just snapped out of the thing. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, there was one thing that she said that I was like, <laughs> it was, I don't even know if I know this. You said, you said, um, every time I've been with you, I've been faking how I'm feeling because I don't know how to bring this up to you. And I was like, yeah, every time I was like, For, it had been skewing. It's spewing, stirring. It had been simmering. Simmering. Yeah, it's been, it had been <laughs> simmering in me for like a month. So every time I was around her, there was a piece of me that I was just like, the thing is, I knew that the feeling was wrong. I knew that the feeling was, whether it was jealousy or being muted and all these different types of things, I knew that this emotion was wrong, but I didn't know how to go about it. And especially because I waited so long to say it, right. when you wait that long and you're holding something in like that, and it's just someone that you trust and you care about, you should be able to have a genuine conversation and everything and be okay. Right. And so... We just both weren't healthy enough to... Not at all. And we like, both were losing... That's the thing. You were losing everyone. I was losing everyone. Right. Like, both at the same time, neither one of us really knew that. Yeah. Because we weren't really showing up for each other. We, we both weren't, were like... I mean, I know for me, at least, I was in... It became business. I was in isolation station. Okay? Me too. Like, I was... I did not want anybody... Like, I was in such a depressive state, like... When I was finally, like, I'm talking, like, this probably happened the same week of me leaving the church. Yeah, it was. Um, And, I, yeah, it was. And so, like, this, it was, ve- like, when I say it was traumatic, like, it wasn't, like, oh, it was hard. Like, it was literally, like. Mind warping, don't know which way is up and down. Like, I'm still recovering from things that were said and done to me there. And, like, having to leave and making that decision on my own, living far away from my family, like having literally nobody around me and like it it really screwed with us like that whole thing and so but neither one of us knew that we were going through the exact same thing because we became because of our friendship not really being celebrated or allowed i guess we became very business transactional it was about your business we really got together just to work we right. we started to not be friends anymore slowly right we we started having the same relationship that we have with most of them it was biz- It was very business. It was like, okay, what can you give for- to me? What can I give to you? Like, right. okay, we need to make sure that we don't talk about anything deep because, because you know, we're, we're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, it was just really, just overall, like, it was very, very toxic. It was very yeah. toxic. And, like, like when I say that we didn't know what we- each other were going through, like, I literally didn't know that she left the church until we started talking again a year later. Like, like I was... Like, seven months ago. Like, yeah. literally, like, when we met up and actually talked for the first time since then I was like you left like I had no idea like we were very removed from each other's lives just because of how emotionally emotionally like from from when we were talking through when we weren't talking anymore like yeah because it was literally there was like essentially unspoken rules over us of like you're not really supposed to be close so don't really open up that much and so it just like And, and like, it wasn't just, like, somebody making that decision. It was, like, people going and talking to other people. Like, hey, I saw that they were hanging out. Like, 
you know, we probably need to get a handle on this kind of stuff. Like, people were, there were so many voices in our friendship. It just was very toxic. Like, mm-hmm. it just was not good. To, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, we took a short break because I was afraid the camera was going to overheat. <laughs> so, we might be skipping a beat here. Yeah. But yeah, our whole point in talking about the details of this is to show what we've been through. Like, to show where we've come from. Like, it's not like we're talking because we don't have any experience in this area. We literally have experience in this area. Like, very intense experience, in fact. But even after that conversation, you were like, you need you needed space, all this. I think a couple days went by and I was like... I was like you want to talk and like you were just like no like I still need some space and after that I was so broken because of everything that was going on that she had no idea she had was going through stuff that I had no idea and I shut down completely and my hate and my resentment built up so much to the point where I just I blocked her on all of my platforms and I just wanted her I was like if I can't like, if I can't talk to you, then you can't even see my life. I don't even want you to know my life. Like, I don't want you to have any glimpse of it. Like, such a weird, toxic response to something so hurtful that I contributed. You know what I'm saying? And, like, over the course of a couple months after that, I just completely realized who my real friends were and felt like a fool felt like an absolute fool because the course of like the entire year that we didn't talk man did I learn so quickly who's actually gonna show up for me and I knew without a doubt if you were still in my life I knew that you'd show up for me and it's like the way that I just sacrificed our friendship just to keep the peace for so many other people and to please them yeah I wound up back in therapy and that's kind of been my journey now I'm still you know seeing my therapist every now and then um because it's been a lot to rebuild and uncover because we both I think touched each other's lives in a very unique way in a very explosive time yeah it was like the classic like right person wrong time (laughs) like like now that we're back to being friends like it is so natural none of those like outside pressures are there like there's I mean it feels like it like it should have from the beginning um because of the history that we have i feel like we've learned so much about how to communicate better like because we've gone through all that now and we went through a period of being friends for a year then literally having each other blocked for a year and now we've been friends again for almost another year like Mm -hmm. we've been through like three years what a roller extremes like yeah just really extremes (laughs) because we've gone through all this stuff now um we've talked about this together like there I don't think is any kind of conversation or confrontation that could happen between us that we wouldn't be able to actually like fight through and sit together and figure out just because we face so many people speaking into our relationship and we wasted a whole year letting everybody else dictate well really two years the whole first year of our relationship and then the year of completely on like this is the first time in our friendship that like there's actually been like an authentic like you say what you say and I'm gonna say what I say and we're gonna figure out a ground in the middle where we can actually like fight for our relationship and like have that healthy communication all to say like yes our friendship is like like the stuff we've been through is very extreme and I hope that not that the people watching this haven't been through something that extreme right um but like I feel like it's or if you saw us go through it right yeah (laughs) yeah it was probably weird from the outside but um, yeah because no one knew yeah like because it was the narrative was it was weird spoken for (laughs) it was very weird but um like I think whether you've experienced the extremes or you are just struggling with a friendship in general, like the principles and the stuff that we've gone through, I think matches up with any point in a friendship, whether it's struggling or doing well or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that we took that year apart and learned how to be a good friend to ourselves, like be a friend to ourselves, learn how to like what went wrong and then I honestly I never imagined myself being friends with her again like I Same, yeah um I, I thought it was done I, I thought it was, was done I thought yeah. I would never talk to her again I um right after our friendship ended several of my other friendships from that place they all ended as well um and I'm and they ended I was for, convinced that something was wrong with me because of those things like I was losing all of my friends while you're losing all your friends and because of that it's like wow I must really be the problem I don't know if you felt like that I too. did I mean that was why I was like I just need space because like I'm losing everybody and nobody's gonna be genuine with me and like the reason that I think it was okay that we became friends again is because the actual physical 
confrontation and reason we stopped being friends was not about the church. It was about our own weird personal things. Stupid, like, stupid. stupid stuff. But my other confrontations with other friends from there was all about like just church stuff and stupid religious trauma stuff. And like, I, I don't know if I could ever like rekindle the, the depth of those relationships. Unfortunately, like I wish that I could, but because our friendship just like the influences from the outside really affected us. I literally us. feel like I was like, you're coloring with the same crayon as me. <laughs> I wanted the red crayon. <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's now looking back, it felt so serious. But in my head, I'm like, bad. I feel I bad, like, Sophia. I feel like we have gone like a complete 180, and now you're like, here's the red. You want it? Like, I know. Do I'm you, coloring with do you this want one. all of my crayons? Here, have them all. Also, it's because I haven't forgiven myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm That's kidding. why I was like, don't beat yourself up. No, I'm like, kidding. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just like all of it was really hard, and like when. So I never saw myself being your friend again just because all the other friendships that I lost um, were, I mean, I'm not going to get into all that stuff, but basically I was like, not to sound dramatic, but like kind of left alone in a lot of areas. Like I really did not have many close friends around me and the ones that did, um, that were around me were like an hour away and my family was far away and I was like, you know what? Like any person who knew me in that time period, I am never going to give the time of day to again. I was like, because I just, I just can't like anything that I've been through where those people have been there and watched that happen. Like all those people are in genuine, like I can't, no, like no, 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 no. So time goes by, whatever. And then she reaches out again. And this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> through Snapchat. Our last <laughs> correspondence was through Snapchat. And then our first one again was, was through, through Snapchat. Snapchat. How timely. Um, it's iconic it's, is what it is. what it is. That's if you're texting word. through Snap, you're probably toxic. Um, <laughs> how do we still talk to each other? Through Snapchat. Literally through Snapchat. <laughs> so um, fun. But yeah, so she, it was weird. I don't even know how this happened, but she was on my mind. And so, or I think... Wait. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so, like, during the month of, like, December, January, it was around that time where I had been thinking about her so much. Like, because of so many things, I just really realized who's going to show up for me. Like I said earlier, all this stuff. Oh, and by the way, we're all talking about this because it's, like, how difficult it is to find friendships and be a friend. It's very difficult to be a friend because everyone's wanting a friend. And look at your check your resources whoever is speaking into your friendships and trying to have an opinion about your friendships do they have genuine friends themselves oh because i'm telling you right now when i reflect and look back at the people that had an opinion of how close we were not just friends we're talking like genuine friends yes like 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 genuine friends that they like they have invested great relationships with people they know how to show up for someone else and like every single person that had an opinion about our friendship because of how genuine we were together none of them had genuine friendships like if i look now and look back at all the sources that were trying to have an opinion about our friendship yeah they don't like it because they don't have it i never thought about that yeah so long story short it's it's so uncomfortable to become the healthy version of yourself especially friends that cheer you on in that it is uncomfortable to disagree it is like but i think the reason they didn't like our friendship so much was because we both were like starting to get healthy and it's like whoa 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 (laughs) like yeah we need them as friends to be people pleasers like right them becoming because we were convenient right we were convenient the moment not that no one wanted us to get healthy but when like i said when you were relying heavily on someone in an unhealthy version of themselves and they start to change you can no longer rely on them technically because you're relying on the unhealthy version of them yeah so yeah we became kind of inconvenient and unreliable yeah but not in a toxic way yeah in a good way exactly but it's just if you've been through like religious trauma like a lot of this is going to make more sense but if you haven't you've been so glad right you haven't you've been through probably similar something similar where like friends are speaking into your relationship or like you don't know how to fight for or show up for each other because you're you're wanting so much from things or different things in general but long story short i started i was i had been thinking about her all year like i had been like realizing who's gonna show up for me and who isn't and i'm like wow what if i didn't do this like where would our friendship be now all this kind of stuff because there was never a time that she didn't show up for me never there was never a time where she didn't look at like she never looked at me sideways (laughs) just kidding (laughs) i could literally say anything and she'd be like yeah like no judgment no judgment at all and um i missed that because i did not really have that last year at all like i really at all 
And that was really difficult, so I started realizing who my friends are, which is something that you go through in your 20s. You're realizing who your true friends are, like, who's really going to show up for you? That's if you have very, any. Like, right. It's so freaking rough That's out here. That's a normal like, feeling for a 20-year-old. Very, very normal. And, yeah, so I started thinking about it, and it was so weird. Next thing you know, I get a notification that you followed me on Instagram. <laughs> so I was like, oh, she wants me back. There's a story behind that, though. <laughs> so but in my head, I was like... Oh my gosh, she she's thinking about me too because I kept wanting to reach out to her, but her following me gave me the extra oomph. Like, okay, it's safe to reach out to her. I was so afraid I was going to reach out and she'd be like, you suck, no. And so I couldn't handle any more rejection from what I've already experienced last year. So I was like, I can't do it. I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then she follows me. And so I was like, great, I can do it. And so it took me probably like a week or two weeks after she followed me to finally reach out to her. And I just like snapped her and I was like, hi, I hope you're doing well. Life's too short to not just say how you feel. And I just wanted to let you know that I just miss you and really hope you're doing well. <laughs> and then like not even like a second later, she snaps back and I about poop my pants. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. She's not going to like take a day to respond or like try and like I don't know, gatekeep me a little bit, like, <laughs> no, like, withhold, um, and she was just, like, my absolute, like, your face when you saw my snap, and, like, we just, like, literally, I was so scared, like, and then, like, we were even talking, and we were, like, oh, I didn't know this about you, I didn't know this, this, and this, like, we realized, like, oh my gosh, like, we're, we quickly, very quickly realized, like, who each other really were and like yeah, saw I think through. I got to know Lexi for the first time <laughs> then honestly like mm-hmm. all of the like history has helped like our friendship like grow and stay strong but like I think like the actual foundation of our friendship began when we were like oh okay like this is a friendship worth fighting for like looking back like me too like looking back over that whole year of like losing all the friends and only having the select few that were there it's like shoot like I'm so I was so hurt by what happened between us but also I was like dang it like if that didn't happen we would be such good friends right now like mm-hmm. uh, whatever and I think that the time like helped a lot and like things right. were time really good time and space can heal a lot yeah but like I was just like well it was <laughs> three <laughs> so I had never stooped to the blocking level okay I was proud I of did. myself for that I, I was no but low. oh girl just wait because you know what happened right so, so when she first blocked me I was just like dang okay like I didn't think that we were I like you are cut off <laughs> like she literally and I, I remember just being like I didn't think that it was like that low. okay all right okay there's no hope we're never being friends again okay but I kind of just left it because I was like fine let her see my life like I was the opposite I was like I'm doing great I don't need you like I don't even need you and I was crying myself to sleep but I'm just kidding Honestly, probably. No, but- <laughs> for real though. The reality of that, I'm like, I'm blocking you. You don't have any access to my life. Yeah. Like, Please come back. Please come back. I literally love you so much. Um, but I, uh, I, she was on my mind too because it had been almost exactly a year from when we weren't friends anymore. Weird. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a little stalking. Like, I'm just gonna see, like, <laughs> it, whatever. So I, I go on her personal page. See how you're doing. I honestly, I would unblock you just because I wanted to see how you were doing. It's like. <laughs> how's she doing now where where is she at oh we did a pop-up shop too when we were we did a pop-up shop together and we were like i was praying i was like lord i think she's gonna sock me in the face like (laughs) if i see her so i was so nervous we barely saw each other that day her mom came up to me and was like you're so sweet and i love you so much and like i hope you're doing so well and whatever and i was like uh, your daughter hates me. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom comes back and she's just like, yeah, she seems great. Like her stuff is really cute. And I was like, <laughs> does it look just like mine? <laughs> Where's the tapestry? <laughs> is the podcast banner there? Cause I swear to God. <laughs> no, but anyways, <laughs> um, so, so I was thinking about her too. And I went on her, like, all of this happened within the span of a couple weeks. I went on her page, and I was like, oh, shoot. I'm not blocked from her personal page anymore. And then I was like, let me check out her business page. Like, let's see what's going on. Little did I know, she had completely rebranded her company. Right. I completely renamed the name. Everything. And I did not know that. Like, I wasn't, yeah, you redid it all. And I didn't know that at all. So I was still looking up the old name. And it wasn't coming up. And I was like... The girl, that me girl blocked me again. I was like, what is that about? I was like, I thought maybe we were doing better. And that 
was the moment that I was like, you know what? F that. I'm blocking you too. <laughs> Will you block me then? Yes. I just for a second. I just for a second. You decided. Oh, okay, okay. I never had you blocked. Hold on. Oh, like, you blocked me out of anger, and then, and then I unblocked <laughs> within like a few minutes. So I was like, this you know is what? what happens when you follow your emotions? Yeah, I was like, you know what? Like that's so stupid. I was like. I, you know what? I'm stooping to that level. I don't care anymore. Whatever. I'll just block her too. So I blocked her, but she didn't even have me blocked. It just was a different name that I couldn't find. Like, it was so stupid. And then, like, five minutes later, I was like, Sophia, you went an entire year without blocking. Like, are you serious? So I just unblocked her. And I was like, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to follow her. I really went. I mean, we're talking. So I'm thinking, like, she's just like, I miss you. I'm going to follow you. But in reality, she's going I was, to I was this. raging. Like, I was like, this chick. And then I was like, this is so stupid. So I was like, I'm just going to be the better person here. I was like, I'm just going to follow her. And then she reached out and I was like, oh. And then I was like, wait a minute. Maybe she didn't block me in the first place. So then I found her actual new business page. I was like, oh. Hey, girl. Like, and I think like all of that was so emotional and literally such a roller coaster because I really did miss her so much. And it was like, like now being friends again for like seven whole months and then like we talk all the time it's like i don't know how i didn't talk to you for a year like that's so no, weird for real, i literally like i seriously feel like we even though there was so much like damage done right the time and space helped us realize really where the damage was yeah. and it wasn't with each other yeah it was on the inside and it was with a bunch of other people and here's the thing once our friendship stopped and basically the people got what they wanted right they still weren't there for us yeah, no. you know what i'm saying so it's like we completely sacrificed our friendship just for the sake of what people were going to say about us or what other people were going to talk about. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that, doing things because what are other people going to say? So you sacrifice things that you actually want and are good for you and are fulfilling for you just to please them, and then you're still left not being good enough. Yeah, you think that the friendship struggles end in, like, middle and high school. It's like, oh, like, no, she was mean to me, whatever. It's like, no, like, you struggle with, like, there's just so many different things that can happen in friendships. Sharing is and, caring. Like, be- Forgot that. What? I shared that link with you, and I said, Ugh. "Oh, <laughs> I forgot about like one." I did not know where you were going with that. Okay, I was like, yeah, "Sorry, what?" That's where I went. Sharing is caring. I was like, "Yeah, like literally one hundred and one. The one thing you tell kids as soon as they're born: sharing is caring." And then, and then I just mm, really, yeah. yeah, I reverted. That's okay. I, I blocked you at the very end there, so right. I have my stuff. Um, we all <laughs> we all had our moments, um, but like as a twenty two year old right now, oh my god! <coughs> oh, y'all itch right? in my throat. Oh, itch in my throat. Look at my swirl. Yeah, I, I don't want this at all. I want yeah. coffee, coffee. Mm. Yeah. I'll make one for you. But yeah, so um, <laughs> anyway. So, like, as a 22-year-old, like, I have gone through the ringer with the friendship thing. I, I don't know why it's so... It's it's rough out here. and I But talking about it makes me realize, like, how common that is. Like, it is very uncommon to have a group of solid friendships, um, especially as a female. I feel like... I feel like for guys, it's a little easier. Dude, guys but, literally can, like, punch each other in the face, steal each other's women, and be like, yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Go you. Yeah, Go bro. you. You're my bro. You're my man. Like, that's... Like, um... My boyfriend, his whole group of friends are so, like, not toxic, so cool and sweet and, like, have the coolest friendships. And not just for, like, the recent years. We're talking, like, eight plus years, like, for a long time. And I think, like, looking at that, especially, like, I met him when I was 18. All these friends have still been in his life. When I was 18, I was like, wow, like, I have, like, you know, two really good friends. Or at that time, honestly, maybe, like, one. And, like, I just was like, what the heck, like... Why do I not have that? And, like, it's very uncommon. I tell him that all the time. Like, I hope that you so appreciate that because that is, like, so uncommon. Right. And so, like, now approaching, like, you know, getting married sometime in the near future, like, oh, my God, I have to have six bridesmaids? Like, what? And he's like, six? That's so little. And I'm like, I don't even have three. Like, here's the thing, though. It's, like, it's kind of crazy, though, because the people that you think are going to be in your life, you know, at that time, like, there's... I, I'd say half of my bridesmaids I, I don't really talk to. The the thing is, like, number one, we don't know how to fight for relationships. We don't know how to fight for friendships. We don't know how to show up for each other. We don't know how to be the friend. But we also don't know 
how to just let people grow in different directions. I think the reason that I don't talk to majority of people that I used to be friends with or I just don't have a relationship with them anymore isn't necessarily anything like like what we went through. You know, it's like I think actually what we went through is what made us fight for a friendship because yeah. we've been through stuff and we're willing to talk through it. Right. You know? And I think the reason that I'm not, you know, super close with people that I used to be super close to, even in my own wedding party and things like that, is nothing bad for the simple fact that sometimes you just kind of grow. Everyone feels like you either, you're either growing and you're like going in a great direction or you're going in a bad direction. But just because someone's growing differently than you doesn't make it bad. So it's like, you have to learn how to celebrate and let go of people. People come and go. That's just the truth. And it's like, like you came and went, you know what I'm saying? Like all those different times and came back, but (laughs) I don't know, leaving again. Right. And it's just like, you never, you just, you never know. And when people start to grow in different directions than you, it's not something to hold against them. Of course, when there's like really mean things that happen, that's obviously going to put damage on a relationship or things like that. But if you're willing to talk through it, it's okay to grow in different directions. But the number one thing fighting for relationships is going to call for uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. It's going to make you humble yourself. It's going to make you say like, Hey, listen, you know, because at the end of the day, it takes two to tango. There's never one side to any story. So I don't care what your friend's telling you or what drama or what tea they're giving you. Always know that there's another side of the story. And I think that's the same with thing with us because it's like I could have a tendency to go to Carlos or like talk and be like, oh my God, this, this, and that. And you know what I'm saying? But it's like the terrible things that I was doing and partaking in that relationship that people didn't know because I wasn't, I wasn't talking about my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like my friends in that time that I was just kind of like, "Mm, we're not friends anymore, you know, or like whatever. It's like, I not only don't have those people in my life anymore, but I also like, you never know the other side of that person's story. And I think it's so important to remember that there are always two sides to every story. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to feel weird being like, hey, listen, like I really like messed up. Like, but that's, the minute that you're able to see what you've done wrong and where you've gone wrong is the minute that you can start to rebuild that trust because you can see like, okay, it's not just, you know, it's not just being on me or anything like that. No one should take the full blame for anything going on unless it's like obviously something crazy, but it's like, there's so many things that, where am I going? I'll land it if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) all to say, um, The reason that we stopped being friends was ultimately because we both were trying so hard to become the healthy version of ourselves. And in the end, the reason that we became friends again was because we were becoming the healthy version of ourselves. There was a lot of room needed to grow and to change. um, And we really had to put in the work to be friends again. Um, Be open to people coming back. Yeah. Um, And like, but then at the same time, like when you do become healthy, like you're going to realize that a lot of people in your life don't want to be the healthy version of themselves and you're going to have to let people go. Right. And you're going to have to be okay with that person d- wants to live in fairy tale land. Like right. I I can't live there with you. I'm sorry. Like if someone's not willing to have the uncomfortable conversations and there's clearly something up and you're bringing it up or something and they're continuously not talking about it, you have to be okay with that being the closure. You have to be okay with letting it go and just saying like okay, yeah. Like I guess that's probably the end of our relationship here. Yeah. And it's not like it's none of this podcast is supposed to be like so this is how you make friends in your 20s right we're just talking through like being a friend realizing in our 20s literally sucks like it's so hard and you are not alone and feeling alone like you're not alone and feeling like oh my gosh i only have one good friend or no good friends we're in all or or nothing culture yeah everyone's like you're either my best friend or i hate you yeah like it's (laughs) just like so rough and so like my best advice if you're struggling in the area of friendships is like just be first of all be a friend to yourself like become the healthy version of yourself know when to say yes know when to say no like don't be the people pleaser that morphs yourself into who you need to be to make this person like you like you're gonna find your people being yourself obviously that's so cliche um but like be the friend to yourself get healthy and then from there these confrontational conversations are like the weird patches that we went through like you won't find yourself in those positions as much building our relationship (laughs) definitely took hard uncomfortable conversations yeah and because of all the trauma we've been through together like some of those things have come up again where it's like 
hey, like, I see this person this way. It's like, no, I, I don't. So, like, we find a middle ground somewhere. It's like, you don't have to agree on everything. Like, it's literally, as long as you're comfortable making your yes your yes and your no your no and being yourself with that person, there's always going to be a way to, if you're both authentic, there's always going to be a way to find somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just think, like, there's, there's not a lot of, in a lot of friendships, because we're changing and growing so much, it's so hard to become the healthy versions of ourselves together. Right. Um, and so, like, making it your priority in your friendships right now to be the healthy version of yourself is what is going to attract the authentic and, like, lifelong friendships. And yeah, not just, like, good. the random, like, oh, yeah, we're friends, but, like, yeah, we just don't talk about that. Like, mm, no. You should be able to talk about it. You should <laughs> be able to have the uncomfortable conversations. And if you're hearing this and maybe you don't like the uncomfortable conversations you probably have the wrong idea of like disagreeing like disagreeing confrontation those types of things are actually really good because if you never have conflict if you never have any of these things show up you'll never have an opportunity to fight for the relationship yeah i feel like in a lot of ways it's probably similar to a marriage i mean you're married i'm not but like in my relationship like with with a significant other like it's very similar it's like if we avoided all of the problems that we have had in the past and just shoved them under the rug like it's gonna come up at some point we're gonna end up hating each other like Mm -hmm. it's just what's gonna happen and it but if you it'll simmer it will simmer and it will explode yeah it simmered (laughs) and (laughs) And it exploded (laughs) yeah and like i think it's like you have to go at friendships is like it's not just going to be some like easy thing and hopefully it becomes easy because like now i feel like our friendship is so like relaxed i can talk about anything yeah ugly things like just like girl what the heck yeah (laughs) like it it, that's just and then we talk through it yeah yeah so friendships are hard and you're not by yourself yeah and that's the thing too it's like both of us are talking at it talking about it (laughs) talking talking at it Both of us are talking about it, like, because this is just a conversation I think needs to be had because, boy, if there's one thing that I see all over social media or all over anyone else's life, it's just, like, I don't have any good friends or things like that. And it's, like, not not trying to mock or make fun or anything like that because it's a very real issue. Yeah. But no one's talking about how to be the friend. How No one's talking about how to show up for your friends or how to actually, like, care about one another. No one's talking about how you don't have to agree on everything and, like... It's not about you, yeah. you know? It's it's not. Any relationship. Everyone says that about marriages, but it's with friendships, too. It's not just about you. You are not the main character. Not to say, though, if they're toxic and they're doing things that... 100%. Like, if they're not owning up to their actions or their whatever, like, go no contact, Using girl. you like, as a scapegoat, right. <laughs> like, no, girl. Like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about two authentic people that are both owning up to mistakes and actually having the hard conversations. Right. We're not talking about, like, I'll just... I'll just let it go because I'm going to fight for the friendship. No, girl. Right. That's you not what we're saying. The willingness to talk through all parties involved yeah. in the issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if there, there's a genuine conversation that can be had, you know, have it. So, yeah. Basically, moral of the story with this entire bow is trying to eat my sleeve. Friendships in your 20s are a very difficult thing. I think friendships in general are a very difficult thing, but specifically in your 20s is what I'm realizing you know, you're used to being friends because of proximity. You're in the same sports. You go to the same school. You live in the same area where it's like you become adults and you grow up and now your lives are completely changing. You're going to different colleges. You're going into different, you know, uh, job fields and you find different jobs with people that are in, in, I mean, you find different friends with people that are in those jobs and in those areas. <laughs> oh my God. Bo. Um, Bo really wanted attention here at the end. But yeah, so it's like you're learning how to navigate friendships when there are so many differences. And I, I think the, the rule of thumb is remember that there's always two sides to every single story. Be open to being wrong. Know that friendships come and go. And... <laughs> so many different factors that go into finding friendships, becoming a friend, all those different types of things. I think the most important thing is to communicate with each other. Communicate kindly. You know, communicate in the right headspace. Take the time and space you need. You and know? be smart. Be friends with who you're supposed to be friends with. Like, right. Don't if you it. leave a friendship and you feel like you're a problem, you're in the way, you're basically, you know, you're, you're kind of inconvenient or you feel less than when you leave a friend group or a friendship, 
you have a choice. You don't have to be around those people. And I think a lot of times people are just like, I don't have a choice. Like, I won't find anyone else. Like, they're all I have. They're not all you have. And they're not worth all you have in the first place. Um, and I just think all those things are very important to look at. There's so many different factors that go into fr- friendships. And all of this advice goes, it's, it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. It's going to be a lot of, this is, fits into a lot of different relationships. There's situational things, you know, it's, it's to each situation to navigate. But yeah, I guess I'm hoping that this gives you hope that if you're going through anything and you, you've had a rough time with a friendship or anything like that, um, that you know that you're not alone and it happens and be willing to open up and talk about the dirty things. Be willing to apologize, you know, be open to being wrong. There are friends that are meant for you. Yeah. There's people out there for you that it's going to feel good. It's going to feel natural. It's going to feel organic. It's going to feel healthy. It's going to feel healthy. And I think at first I even had a tendency to be like, (gasps) like when we first became friends, because it's so good and so natural and so organic, even through the difficult conversations and even through disagreements, that it's almost like it's scary. Mm-hmm. We're so used to there's something happening or something being bad or any of those things. And it's just like accepting it while you have it, you know? And it's yeah. like just finding true, genuine people. Like life is way too short to be spending it around a bunch of people that don't make you feel good. Don't make you be feel yourself. Don't allow you to be yourself or become your best self. And I think it's one of those things that we have enough distance. I don't rely heavily on her to where like if she changes, it's going to mess me up. I'm not codependent in that way either. Um, so I just think it's important to celebrate your differences. Celebrate your similarities. Uh, welcome the similarities. But if you have the same podcast banner, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> R.I.P. I'm joking. R.I.P. Um, but yeah, I guess that's all I have to say today. I think that's all we have to say today. Is there anything you want to add? No, just don't waste your time letting other people dictate your friendships. Like your friendships are yours to dictate. Don't waste your time. We lost pretty much two years of our friendship because of allowing other people's voices in. Um, and so just don't do that. Yeah. And uh, if you want to get further involved, you can check out the links in the description. Uh, we'd love to have you be a bigger part of this family. It's your first time. And yeah, if you want to check out any of Sophia's links, they're also... <laughs> Bo just hit the camera. <laughs> but if you want to check out any of Sophia's links, you can check those out in the description. Get involved in all of her stuff. Check her stuff out. Celebrating her. Let's go for being healthy. Woo! <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess that's all. That's it. All right. I'll see you all in the next one. Whee!